Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Runners World podcast with me, Rick Pearson, and he, Ben Hobson. Each Tuesday, we'll be bringing you all the latest news, views, and interviews from across the running world. Ben, what have we got coming up this week? Well, namaste, Rick, and namaste, everyone, as this week we're talking about yoga. Joining us in the studio is former Runners World staff member and now fully-fledged yoga teacher, Annie Rice. From marathons to mountain pose, we discuss the benefits physically and mentally of yoga and why runners should be taking some time to be more mindful. Rick, are you a mindful man? Well, I'm feeling increasingly om. Oh, uh, good. Next to you. Uh, What's a yoga instructor's favourite race? I don't know. The Om. That's terrible. Anyway, that's a little runner's joke there. Uh, no, mate, I actually, um, well, I'm training for this mile, aren't I? Trying to run yes. a sub-five-minute mile. Um, so the first week of my four-week training plan, yeah. essentially it's three hard sessions, which base are a kind of interval session, a tempo-y session, and a hill session. Right. Um, and there are two short, easy runs into that. So not big mileage, but quite high on intensity. So you need some yoga. Oh, I need some yoga. To, I need, to I need really something. just mellow you out, I think. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. It's a, it's a big Are you feeling difference. positive now? Well, I'm feeling, um, I think it's within the realms of possibility. And also, you know, I think doing a mile can feel like, why are you doing a mile? What are you doing a mile for? But um, I think it'll also have some great knock-on effects for the oh. five, 5K time. So I'm yeah, hoping yeah. to kind of do a best 5K time off the back of this. Um, and it just feels good to run. It's exhilarating running quickly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think when you when you haven't visited that that area of mm. existence, because it is a different existence when you start getting really like, oh wow, this hurts, and like threshold that area yeah, of for running. Sure. I think if you haven't visited there for a while, when you suddenly get past how uncomfortable it is, mm. it becomes that sort of type A fun, doesn't it? Where you're just like, oh, this is oh that last rep was horrible. Yeah, yeah, I had to do um I had to do some hill reps on Sunday, so it was uh it was essentially nine hill reps or minute hill reps, yeah, and um. It's pretty cold on Sunday night. Yeah. I was like, no, I've got, I'm going out there on my own, running up this hill close oh, to Sydenham. Bernie lungs. And uh, actually, uh, in the same way, I really enjoyed it. And I was actually, it was like, it was a bit like kind of money in the bank getting it done. I was like, I did it. I've done a full week there. That's decent. Um, and I need to, you know, I need to carry on doing that. I need to give the training the respect it deserves because it's, if I do run under five, it won't be, I won't be like, oh, I ran 4.45. It'll be... 4.58, so it's like marginal yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. this, you know. Uh, but no, I'm enjoying it, mate. Also, I was in your neck of the woods on the weekend. How was that? So I was down in, uh, close to Cooper's Hill, the cheese rolling. <laughs> you were? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, you know, this cheese rolling championship where they kind of follow the giant cheese down the hill. Stuff of legends. It was, uh, I honestly don't know how anyone has survived 
running down that hill because <laughs> it looks like it looks vertical and also on top of that it's not smooth it's oh, like so it's all a, these it's like a big lump bumpy yeah bumpy yeah, hill, yeah, yeah. yeah um but a oh, lovely part of the world we were just down for a weekend and uh it didn't make me want to do a cheese roll in there. Oh, you, this, this wasn't the inaugural Rick Pearson does cheese roll. No, 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 that's a, a challenge too far, Ben. But uh, it's your local manners. Maybe you could no, you're right. throw yourself into it. No, I've watched it too many times and seen too many injuries <laughs> yeah. to, to, to be foolish enough to go and attempt it. But um, anyway, let's. I think we should get our guest in. Let's do it, let's do it. Guest of the week, here in the studio. Guest of the week, sometimes on the phone. Could be an athlete. Annie, welcome to the Runners World podcast. Thank you for having me. So, Annie, what came first? A love of running or a love of yoga? Love of running. Right. Long way before. Yeah. And what was where did that start? Running actually started as just to do some sports. Was, I'd never done any sports, and that was the simplest, least equipment necessary. Right. Got it. Um, and that was... a a lot of just running and Davina McCall exercise videos before any anything nice. like yoga came. And what sort of age were you when, when you got into yoga then? So 21. Okay. 20, 21, running about 18. And was it a direct, was, did, was there a correlation between the two? Or did like one happen as one as the other one was taking part? I, I always started... Um, yoga with like yoga for runners videos on youtube it was 100 percent. i just need to stretch don't do anything no one stretches after running actually yeah. realistically yeah and it was it was just yoga for runners any yoga poses that will help runners got it and it was a lot of youtube until it was ever a, a public class all right nice so there's lots of different types of yoga um what do you specialize in and, and yeah what, what, what one do you teach so I teach the one that the world specialises in, okay. um, which is just called Vinyasa Flow. Right. Um, not really. It's not. That's not actually the one the world. But I'm just trying to be funny. Got it. Um, <laughs> just to be clear, that was a joke. Um, vinyasa Flow is so it's it's flow based. So you spend some time in postures, but you're moving between them, okay. um, and it's varies wildly from like incredibly dynamic some classes that it would be almost like a cardiovascular right. exercise and um, but mine is a kind of mellow vinyasa flow yoga right. can you say that there is a best type of yoga for runners you can no no but for different purposes yeah, yeah. and i think i actually as a as a still quite a keen runner in a, on a different level but i still am Mostly, if you're a runner, you don't really need yoga to be your workout hmm. because you're already doing a lot of that. So it, it's, it's possibly something more relevant to counter your running. So either something very restorative, which is more just about recovery mm -hmm. and like even more like your nervous system, even than worrying about stretching your muscles. It's just like doing the opposite of what running does to your system. Um but then I would say relevant if you if you're not like if you don't like going to the gym and doing strength stuff and you don't stretch, doing one class is a bit more dynamic in that you hold poses. It might be vinyasa flow or a hatha yoga class, which you'll see on timetables. You'll get strong and right. you'll stretch, and you then maybe don't even arguably you don't even need to be going and doing loads of one-legged squats or whatever because you're kind of just doing it by doing a bit of yoga. Yeah. Um what would you say is the most common issue that runners have when they come to yoga and how do you think yoga can help to address some of these common injuries? 
The, the main thing people just say to me is, I can't do yoga because I'm completely inflexible. Right. And that's like, that would be a runner's response. Mm. Um, which is sort of like not even relevant because I think there's a big glorification of being flexible. And it's mm. actually, in the end, being over flexible isn't helpful for running at all right. because you need the holding yourself in. Um, but every like everyone, but runners especially, like tight hips, which then leads to like knee issues. Like there's so a chain of events that happens. So yeah. uh, clearly um, foot stuff, a lot of that, like um, a lot of plantar... Fasciitis. Fasciitis. Got it. Things like, and then stuff that gets into your ankles. Um, right. You know, all yeah. the classic runners. Sort of mobility related things as to- more than Totally, anything. yeah. Right. And do you think, I think that the great... You you were talking about sort of the work outside of it. I think a lot the great surprise certainly that I found was that it, yoga is really hard work. Like I feel like you, it's part of the recovery, definitely. But the ability to to hold poses and to move slowly, mm-hmm. I think, is a great surprise for, for for lots of people who take it on. And that's probably where it, it the, the, the sort of strength from yeah. yoga comes from, right? I think it's a, I think it's a huge shock. I think a lot is like with it going into any other sport or pursuit, you're suddenly absolutely astounded that your your fitness is not translatable yeah, <laughs> to the yeah, new yeah. thing, and you're yeah. not. Um, and there's a lot of stuff in yoga. It's just unfamiliar, um, and there's a lot of just a lot of strength. Yeah. Um, and your muscles, if you haven't been and you rock up at a vinyasa class, and you might come out just sweating and shaking, just because it's so new. And I yeah. think that's a lot of your nervous system that yeah. getting used to it too. So if anyone tries it and they, that was their immediate oh, reaction, oh yeah, normal. Go back. Yeah, yeah. keep going it's back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's normal to hate it for a really long time. What's been the impact on your running since you started doing yoga? Do you feel like you are more resistant to injury? I. Oh, should I say it? Such a what if it's not true? Um, and now I get really injured. I have. I have. It's important to note. I don't run in the same way I used to. So that's okay. obvious. And, but maybe it's all leap feeds into each other. But I. Ha- I just don't get injured anymore. And I was. I was full of injuries for right. years as a runner. Yeah. Always. Always had something because I always overtrained. Um, and maybe didn't do anything extra. But I don't have any in well you probably su- you know you supplement certain things with certain things so mileage mm-hmm. is now equated to teaching and doing yoga practicing yoga mm-hmm. yourself so that means less mileage but stronger stronger and i enjoy it more yeah um because of that because it's not full of neurosis about the injuries that i'm carrying yeah right yeah um and i suppose i also do a lot more swimming and other other okay. cardio right. things but um rick loves to swim do i do swim? and i do and i think that Injuries are a huge anxiety for lots of runners. So things that actually can help to make runners' bodies more resilient are a godsend. And I feel like yoga is definitely in that bracket. Yeah. I think the physical awareness that comes with yoga is... I mean, I'm talking like I've done loads of it. I've probably been to like six well, classes. You've done loads. Well, a bit. Yeah. Um, but the physical awareness is the thing that really surprised me because when we talk about running all the time, we talk about gait and we talk about yeah. the muscles that control your legs and you need a strong core because of posture and stuff like that. But we never tend to really work into how that feels standing mm-hmm. still. And that's where yoga was a huge surprise for me. So you, you stand there and someone says, right, you need to breathe in like this and you need to adjust your pelvis so it sits like this. And you're suddenly like, oh, wow, like that's yeah. how I should be standing. So that's how I should be running. And it kind of translates, right? That, that awareness of the muscles and how they behave. I think proprioception Got it. is huge. And I think that is perhaps with the big, one of the reasons I'm less injured. I used to like just sprain my ankles all the time. Yeah. Um, and I think things like that, they're not the things that you, the benefit, benefits in inverted commas yeah. that you think yoga would give you, but you just have a better understanding of your body and right. space. And because of that, 
and then and then there's basics of like your ankle mobility and stability is better because you've stood on one leg a lot. Yeah, right. Um, but they feed into each other, and I think it's huge that. I I mean, how far into yoga speak I can get, but listening to your body is a thing that as runners we we sometimes like train ourselves out of because, mm. like, we have to push to things that feel disgusting yeah. to get yeah. the but and you do I think that's still relevant. But then I think there's a little bit of an intelligence of when it's like good pain, mm. and when it's this is breaking me. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. A lot of runners, I think, um, consider themselves to be time poor, not to use a kind of technical time poor. Yeah, got it. Um, <laughs> how much yoga, let's say in a week, yeah. do you, is it enough to do yoga once a week or do you need to be doing it like twice or three times? Oh, 100%. Do it once a week. Do it every other week. It's better than not doing it at all. Okay. And it like, might be a nicer thing to go to if you have one hour, you can do a whole class, then mm. you get the whole experience. But if you're like, oh, I could give it 10 minutes a day. That's that's do a YouTube video. Yeah, There's okay. loads of them. So actually, that's quite easy, isn't it, to to fit into your week? If you're like, I need to do ten minutes of this each day. Most people can find ten minutes, I think, in their in their schedule. And what about the? I think that taking that time out, you're talking about the the recovery again, and the, and actually the mental benefits of 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 doing yoga. I think it's one of the one times in the in the middle of the day where I've realised that I'm allowed to lie down and have a rest. Mm. Right, and you can just sign that off as I'm in a yoga class. But it's amazing how beneficial that is when you're Definitely. allowed to yeah. lie down, close your eyes, and suddenly you've like ten minutes of resting like that. You're like, oh wow, that feels so much better. Mm-hmm. And someone's saying like, relax your jaw, and you're like, oh my god, my yeah. jaw is clenching. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Rick's just doing it. No, jaw I was tense, I've, I've, I've heard that actually when you're pushing with running, quite often you, you tense in the face yeah. and the neck as mm-hmm. well. Well, it was always a sign of a sprinter running well, wasn't it? Mm. That they were their mouths and everything would move. Oh, really? Because they're relaxed? Yeah, they're so they're, relaxed. They're yeah. relaxed. So yeah. when they're sprinting and they're, the face looks like it's moving around a lot, it's because they're relaxed in their position, mm-hmm. so they're driving forward and they're not they're not tense and then making it more difficult yeah. to move. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's, you know, relaxing the jaw. It's all in the jaw. Yeah, relax no, yeah, your jaw yeah. and you'll run better forever. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Signed off. Smile and, and relax your jaw. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's a good training key, if, if, particularly for hard stuff like, mm. how relaxed is your jaw? Yeah, yeah. Which is... Strange, really, in some ways, but okay. <laughs> but have you found, did you personally find the mental benefits of, of practicing yoga? Did it help you in calmness? Or is it because, as you say, like neurologically and like the nervous system of running is quite a lot of duress, and then doing the exact opposite, which some people might say is just sitting down and relaxing and watching TV, but taking that uh, the mindfulness of, of yoga mm. is that I think, um, I don't know, as a I had to get my entry point needed to be a kind of yoga class that would make me sweat because I just my mindset was much more like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, mm. I've only got an hour. Like you said, I want it to I want to feel something. And I think that's so valid. Um, and I think it took a really long time to be OK. I hated the lying down bit at the end for so long because I it just felt completely unproductive. Um, and I think that is I mean that says a lot. Like she really needed to yeah. down <laughs> because it, that's stuff that's hard. This is yeah. the stuff you need to do. Yeah. And it's fine if if you don't go into a yo in a room full of strangers and you don't feel completely relaxed lying down on the floor with your eyes closed. Like it's quite weird. Yeah. Um. But eventually it, it goes in, and I think start with the most extreme yoga class in the world if that's if that's what you need because that's the closest to being a runner. Yeah. Um. But I think naturally it just works and you will you it does just work until yeah. you're like uh, you you let yourself lie are there are there any kind of general i'm just trying to think about if there were like four or three or four 
poses that are particularly good for runners. Could you... If they're Googling it. Condense. Could you... Can, yeah. I think about this all the time. Um, <laughs> if I was to just only allow to be able to do three things, yeah. and I think they'd be the most relevant, I would put in a lying down twist. Okay. So supine twist might be what you'd Google. Right. You're on your back, yeah. arm shape spread out, spread out like a T. Yeah. Your knees tuck into your chest first. Yeah. And then you take your knees all the way over to your right. Okay. Yeah. And then you hold it. If we're talking breaths, five breaths is enough. Yeah. Right. Seconds, twenty seconds, a minute would be great. Same the other side. Simple. Okay. Nice. Simple. Yeah. Got that. I'm gonna put in a squat, like a deep squat. Feet quite wide, wider than your hips. You get down low. You, yeah. you, I think this is more useful. You put your elbows on top of your knees. Right. You push all of your body weight to push your knees apart, and then your hips just keep getting lower. You breathe, and that's hips, lower back yeah. is a big one. So inner thighs, hips, lower back. You're getting, and it's very strengthening too. And then I would put in for runners, again lying down, a figure of four stretch, which is a similar to like a gym stretch. So right. it's like a lying down pigeon pose. One ankle crosses over the opposite knee. Yeah. Your hands hold the leg of the knee that's crossed over mm. and you pull that leg in. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's your hips again, lower back. But that's the one that will feel potent, possibly the most intense. Yeah. Yeah. Just because of that. And maybe a forward fold if you've got a minute. Bend your knees loads in a forward fold. Is that that's like touching your toes? With, yeah, but with not worrying knees. about how far you are from your toes. Okay. Just folding forwards. Hold your elbows or your head. It get heavy. Yeah. Sway. Yeah. Um, you talked that's about yeah. um, you talked about breath. Breathing. Breathing. Now, are we all doing it wrong? In what, terms, runners. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of the Wim Hof vibes. Yeah. Have you guys heard about him? I mean, he's not yoga breath. This is just going off onto one. But the new thinking is all in and out through your nose. Right. And I have a teacher who does every physical thing, breathing in and out through your nose. I have not managed to run breathing in and out through my nose. Right. It's hard. Yeah, right. You've got to go very slowly to start off with. Very yeah. slowly to start with. But uh, allegedly, because I think some pros do it, don't they? Yeah, I've heard it's, it's this um, nose breathing method and it's a good way of um, staying within, so say like you do it on heart rate, right? Mm. So your heart, your heart rate could be elevated by other things than running, right? So it could be like caffeine, it could be a stressful day at work. Yeah. Whereas you can't push hard and just breathe in and out for your nose because it's just physically too difficult. So you have to be going. It's a natural slowly. limiter. It's a natural limiter. Right. Yeah. yeah. But then your tolerance will get, get better, better yeah. and better. It's the same as like cold water swimming. I think. Yeah. I'm the sure the right, benefits yeah. that it has, but. Um, can't do that, so let's not do a story about that. Um, it is a different; it's just a different type of breath. Yeah, yeah. Though, um, but in yoga, there's there's always the focus of breathing into the stomach, mm -hmm. into your belly, or getting d your breath lower because, right. and that's this is where it's relevant for yeah. runners and most of us. We hold a lot of tension in our diaphragm, which right. is a bit between your chest and your belly, so much. Mm. And if you just press just there and like start to dig around. You, it won't feel We're nice. We're all doing it. <laughs> <laughs> doing it. Um, and you get a bit up a bit higher. Yeah. Um, that holds the weight of the world. Right. And when you're breathing as a runner, you're breathing up in your chest. So because it has to be shallow breathing because you need more. Right. So getting your breath deeper, diaphragmatic breath, you're just building your capacity to breathe, which as any sports or any human, it's only it's going to be a good thing. And getting your breath into your back too. Um, so it's not just 
because if it's just here, also this is like anxious breathing, isn't it? Like yeah. if you have a panic attack, yeah. you're breathing here, and it's a similar thing that happens when you run. Mm-hmm. So getting it lower, spreading it. All right. Well, that, does that take quite a lot of time to kind of master diaphragmatic breathing? Mm, I don't think it's like such a thing as like mastering anything. Okay. You probably haven't done. Is that the but, is it yeah, count? So there's the, there's the sort of four in, five out. Yeah. Or however many. Is that kind of is that how a good way to start? There's a few things. I think a good way is bringing your hands onto your body so you can see like you notice. Say you did one in your belly, yeah. some at your middle, like cupping your ribs, and then some hands on your chest. You'll notice like oh, it's really some be different for everyone. It's really easy for me to breathe here, getting nothing here, a bit here, and then just that. And kind then you almost, can count. Almost forcing the hands, right? Yeah, because yeah. having your hands here, your body just is like a, giving your body a little, little bit of intelligence. Like you get some feedback so you can yeah. breathe much more easily when your hands are there. Yeah. And you're just practicing. It's, again, it's um, neural pathway stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're building up this mapping in your body. Yeah. Um, and I think doesn't there's loads you can just probably Google. Calming breathing techniques. What, um, what about... <laughs> um, Hot yoga, which I feel like it has become very, very popular over the last mm-hmm. 10 years. Do you, do you think that's um, even more beneficial than kind of room temperature yoga or is it just depending on what you want? Yeah, I don't think it's more beneficial um, or less. Less if you don't hydrate afterwards because then you okay. just... Become, I used to teach a lot of hot yoga and um, was extremely exhausted because it's, it's a lot on your... It's a bigger stress on your body. Yeah. Arguably, it helps you to... The people who would argue a case for hot yoga would yeah. say it helps you to get into it because you have so much physical sensation. So you're a bit more like, oh, yeah, sweating in yeah. this. Um, the like, people who are a bit nervous of it might say that you it makes you stretch more than you probably should because you feel more flexible. So you push. Okay. Um, but I, I, I don't know that it may, would make you more prone to injuries. Um, but it's great if you really like to feel a lot of physical release. And so you like running and you want to do yoga that mm. makes you feel a lot and you sweat and you feel like you work really hard. It's great for that. Um, what would you say is one big misconception about yoga? Good one. Um, the, the, main, the biggest thing I get from, I, I just say normal people. And when I say normal people, I mean everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, if you, if you don't see yourself as a yogi, and it's, and it, yeah. it's, um, the main thing I get is what I said earlier, is I'm not at all flexible. Mm. So I think the biggest thing is thinking that you have to be. And I would go as far as saying it's, it's like unhelpful for your body to be that flexible. It's far more interesting to be more mobile and stronger. Yeah. Um, and I think there's just, it's, it's changing because yoga is so mainstream now, but there's still a lot of fear of it being weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah. it, it, it being... Um, chanting. Chanting, and... culty, or, you know, all of the things that might make people not want to go into that space for yeah. fear of other. And most, and it, mostly it's not. Yeah. Mostly. <laughs> you can still find classes out there. I'm sure. Yeah, and that's great. <laughs> so are you are you now purely a runner for freedom and uh, well-being rather than racing or anything like that? I'd say yes. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't cross it off the future forever that I won't do another race. I wouldn't ever try to do another marathon. No. Because that ended badly <laughs> the last time. Yeah, and he was and he got a stress fracture. But just so you know, Rick, I had to stop at the 40-kilometre mark of the race. Oh, wow, that's close, isn't it? So close. I had done one before, just so everyone does know. I had completed one. Um, (laughs) 40 kilometre in an ambulance. Stopping at 40, yeah. 
That is and sad. Possibly put you off. Well, it, I first I was like, I don't want to get back out there, but I was just like, I don't think it's very good for me. It, I, my body always got injured training for marathons, mm. and I was like, is this a sensible? I would love to do another half marathon in my life. There you go. I think that's a fun. That's yeah, fun. it's a good that's distance. That's hard, so hard. Yeah, yeah but, but it's a nice balance between. Yeah, you know, it's that balance between endurance and, and distance, but also speed and effort. Mm. Kind mm-hmm. of, you're not like, you, if you really want to turn it up, it's kind of like a good race to really test yourself. Totally. But, yeah, agree. Yeah. but uh, not necessarily. I would try to avoid ever getting involved in times again because that's what probably mm. was my downfall. Yeah. Because I'm just naturally not that fast. I'm trying to get faster. <laughs> just hurt me. <laughs> um, where, where are you teaching yoga, Annie? Where can people find out more about it? My website is just my name, which is Annie May Rice Yoga. I actually have a couple of YouTube videos, which are really simple. There's one that's like yoga for rest, like a relaxed yoga one, and ones that's like yoga for lower back pain. And that, that's they're quite sweet. They're very accessible. And that's Annie May Rice on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, it is. All right, good. And but you also you if anyone's looking for relaxing playlists. Oh my god, I've come to the right person. Right, Annie on Spotify. Find Quite her. A bit. Annie May Rice on Spotify. I have a blue tick, and I make a playlist every week. Oh wow. And they're right. about an hour to an hour and fifteen, and they just tend to be chilled with a little bit of peak. So if you're doing it at home. There you go. Great. They're great. Brilliant. Annie, thank you so much for joining thank us. You. That was really interesting. Yeah, it's great. Thanks very much. I think you've converted Rick. <laughs> Namaste. 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 <laughs> this is the Runner's World Podcast. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Off the back of our chat with Kieran, yep. we had an email from Julian Wills who remarked that the gifts that we'd uh, mentioned in the in the in the gift guide were too expensive, and we discussed this, and we it was correct. Yeah, I think I think you're right. <laughs> On reflection, there were a lot of very good but very pricey gifts in there. Yes, yeah. So. To add balance to the mix, I've sat down with the team and yourself, Rick, and we've gone through some some highlights hmm. of some low-cost running kit that we think would be ideal for, you know, Christmas gifts or uh, all the rest. So um, the first one, which I've actually been using a lot uh, recently, is, a, is a, a set of lights by a company called Nog. Um, they're £25. They're front and rear lights. They're little clip-on ones, which makes them exceptionally good for runners because you can literally clip them into your collar or, yeah. or your sock or wherever you want to clip them on. They're USB rechargeable, so there's no batteries needed. So that's, you know, maybe £25 is a bit much for just that, but no batteries. Last a two-year guarantee on them. So, you know, there's a good set of lights there for any runner who's who's braving the winter. Needs to be visible. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, there was also the uh, Ultimate Performance Race Magnets. They're £10, and they basically remove the hassle of ever having to pin a number on. Oh, pinning a number on, man. Like I have cut myself various times <laughs> pinning a number, because it's, it's often you do it in the cold, isn't it? Yep. You kind of go through, and you're like, oh, oh. oh that's, my, that's the tip of my <laughs> index <laughs> well, finger there. Let that be a problem no more. £10 for some magnetic race numbers. Um, now this is a great gift. Uh, this is um, there's a website called Not on the High Street, and they do a, lots of people sell things. And there's personalised finishers posters. So if you're doing a race, they've got a long list of races that they've got the the route for that they've covered off, and you can get a personalised race finish poster about twenty pounds. So say if you've gone and done the Brighton Half Marathon and it's yep. on their list, they'll have a graphic for it. You get it personalised with a time and everything like that. So that's a really nice little lovely extra gift. Um, there's a Strava mug. I don't know if it's actually official Strava merchandise, but it's called. It says all about the kudos on it. Right. It's on Etsy. It's twelve pounds. Um, I love Cliff bars. You can buy a box of those for about twelve quid on Wiggle. So you know, for the for the hungry runner in your life, for sure. Yeah. Cliff bars. I think that you know they're slightly more normal food rather than you know a box of gels. Agreed. Agreed. And then finally, just two pounds on Amazon, a snap-on high-vis wristband or ankle band or whatever it is. One of those, you know, when you're a kid and you had the the, the bands that were like yep. fun, like like almost like a whip. Yes, high-vis, safety first. Yeah, two quid on Amazon. Be seen, be safe. There's a whole list of stuff on the Runners World website. We've got like sixty gifts, all under like thirty pounds and stuff like that. So go and have a look on the site if you're after any more uh, Christmas gifts on a budget. But thank you, Julian, for your email. You were right, and hopefully a few suggestions there. Great. Well, another weekend, another running record broken, Ben. This time, yes. there's a men's 10,000 metre road record uh, broken on the weekend by Uganda's Joshua Cheptege. Uh, the 23-year-old ran a time of 26 minutes, 38 seconds. That's incredible. <laughs> Improving on the previous record of 26 minutes, 44 seconds, which was held for a decade by Kenya's Leonard Common. Uh Cheptege um, has some form. He's not just kind of come out of the blue with this. He won, he won the 10,000 metres at the recent World Champs in Doha. But yes. his time is nonetheless sensational. It's mad. So, yeah, his pace is 2 minutes 40 uh, seconds per kilometre. Wow, wow. So, yeah. Um, and he went through the first five kilometres in 13 minutes 24 seconds. Not a bad 5K time, but then he sped up. Negative split. Negative split. It. Um, he was, of course, wearing the Nike uh, Next Percent shoes. Um, yeah. And, you know, Vassos was speaking uh, last week about that and had some concerns about whether these shoes are making the records of old seem meaningless and I guess it's an interesting one isn't it because we're just seeing lots and lots of records distance records broken yeah, I think most, it will continue yeah. yeah most weekends now yeah. there tends to be a, a, Major pink, a pink or an orange a pink or a green pair of shoes that have uh, been adorning a feet that have broken a record so it's yeah it's a uh, 
It's an interesting one. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, the, the, run, the, the running feat is still spectacular, undoubtedly. Sure. Undoubtedly. But it does seem a bit like, well, you know, a lot of these old records are going to tumble, um, possibly because of advances in uh, not only fitness, but, but footwear. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, who are we to decide? Well, that's it. It's up to you. Well, maybe we should. AF, isn't it? <laughs> maybe we should decide. <laughs> At podcast.runaswell.uk, should me and Rick decide on the rules? <laughs> um, talking about 10,000 metres, obviously, yeah. uh, Samo Farah, um, and his 10K best is, is 26 minutes, 46 seconds, which is quite quick as well. But <laughs> um, but he's likely to be facing Cheptege, actually, excitingly, because he's now signed up for the Tokyo Olympics next summer. Wow. So Mo is Mo's doing it, which is massively exciting news, I it think. It is, yeah, yeah. Um, and... Yeah, most obviously, you know, he's done more than dabble in the marathon. He won the Chicago Marathon, won a major marathon, but um, it's possibly not been the complete kind of runaway success on the marathon as some people he, thought he, he would have. He really did enter into a time of marathon running when it was yeah. the hardest it could yeah. have been. Like. It's a bit like deciding you want to sprint when like you're saying bolts. Around, yeah, I'm going to be a sprinter now. Oh, this guy's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, to put it into perspective, Mo is the European record holder yeah. in the marathon. So it's like a fantastic achievement and like his range is incredible. Like he's a British holder over... You know, everything from fifteen hundred meters yeah. to the marathon. Like, yeah. it's, it's almost. I think that's possibly unprecedented. Um, but still, he's back on the track, which is where he's best. Yes, at Tokyo. Um, and he said, Mo was watching the Doha World Champs, and he said it almost felt like I needed to be there. And at that point, it got me thinking. And then after Chicago, I still believe I, I'm. I've still got the drive and hunger, and all I want to do is just you know win races and do the best I. Um, win races and do what I do best but at the same time enjoy it and I have enjoyed the marathon and I'm not finished with the marathon but Tokyo I'd like to go out there and see what I can do for my country in the Tokyo Olympics so I think exciting times if you're um, well you know if you're a Brit and also just a fan of athletics because that's going to that's gonna be an interesting race because who knows Mo might not have it over the 10,000 yeah. metres anymore it's got to transition back down yeah takes a bit of time I mean... not doing the five interestingly it doesn't feel like it has the pace perhaps for the no. five Uh and yeah, so so I think exciting exciting news for for Team GB. And I mean, he'd be a triple Olympic gold medalist, Ben. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> Which is like, not many of them. No, not many of them. That's so, true. Uh, All yeah. right. Well, that is food for thought. Food for thought, indeed. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. A big thanks to our guest, Annie Rice, and to you, of course, for listening. The Runners World podcast was recorded at Number 8 Studios in Soho. It's available on Acast, iTunes, and all your favourite podcast apps. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give us a review, and we will see you all again next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.